News Talk 1110-993-WBT. So on the, the day when we get the news that the you know inflation or the sorry the GDP contracted again two straight quarters now of GDP contraction, but it's not a recession. Don't call it a recession. It's a recession, not a recession. Sort of like uh, yeah, sort of like the teachers union in North Carolina. It's the NCAE. It's a union, not a union, right? Uh, or like the Charlotte area transit system bus drivers and mechanics. They're city employees, but not city employees. See how that works? So it's a recession, not a recession. It's uh, uh, the GDP post-pool, post-swimming. There was shrinkage. That's all. And this is actually a sign of, um, of a strong economy, a transition, an economy in transition. I don't know if it's fundamental transformation, but it's a, it's a I mean, because everything is, is transitioning nowadays, I guess. Uh, but yeah, so Biden doesn't want to take any questions. He just walked off saying, oh, it doesn't sound like a... Recession to me. I, okay. I mean, I, I guess that kind of approach might work on some people. I'm not sure it's going to work on uh, the voters. They got one more quarter of uh, reporting to come out. And I, my assumption is they're hoping that all of this turns around. They had to get something done on the books uh, uh, to, to placate the, the climatologists. The Church of Climatology. Yeah, they had. Yeah, right. Gaia Earth had to be satisfied. And so it'll just take the sacrifice of the next generation is all, which is generally how these things work. All right, let me go over here to uh, David. Hello, David. Welcome to the program. Hey, good hey. afternoon. Good afternoon. I saw Doug Sattel, S-I-T-T-E-L, on Google. In the YouTube up was a picture of a hand over a glass, captioned police limit. In the back of that is Daniel's WordPress. It says, blur the other lines, figure the code. She's in a forced marriage with human traffickers. What are you, David, David, what are you even, David, what are you talking about? David, are you just, oh, you just used that? All right, David, you're back on hold. You see, like, that's just stupid. What was he even, what what was the point of your call? What did he tell you he was going to talk about? That's not what he started talking about. I don't even know what he was talking about. I think David has been trying to get on the air to tell some story. Is this the guy who's been trying to get on the air to tell a story? And I keep telling him to send me an email. Is this not that guy? I don't know what I don't know what David was rambling on there about. I, yeah, I don't understand why people do that. Just tell Bernie what you want to talk about. But you're going to get on and you're going to give me some name and go watch this video and there's this and there's that whatever. Like I don't know. You got to make your point, David, and you got that point has to be what you told the call screener. It's like fundamental 101. So send me an email. I'm happy to read. If you got some link that you want me to, to look at, uh, by all means, send it along. Pete at the PeteCalendarShow.com. Don't be like David. Tell Bernie what you want to talk about, what, what your comment is, and you get on. That's it. That's all. Um, unless, of course, it's off topic, which I think is why David lied. Sounds like he lied. Um, all right. So where was I? Oh, the Federal Reserve. Raising interest rates because this is going to, what, cool the hot inflation. Now, uh, and then, of course, you got the Inflation Reduction Act, which is actually going to be, you know, more spending, and you're going to further cripple the energy sector, and you're going to raise the tax on coal, which is quite the bold move from uh, Joe Manchin. Although he also, I'm seeing now, he's he's been saying that he was uh, he was bullied and he was attacked and all of this, and they uh, that they just went after him and all this. Uh, where is the 
Anyway, so there are stories he talked to the media about this and how he's uh, he was attacked and he's like they nuked me and all of this. And so is that why he caved? Is was that it? So in other words, the mob won. The left wing mob is writing policy now. They are applying pressure. If you think it's going to get better now, think again. It only gets worse. This is negotiations with terrorists, right? They are. It's emotional terrorism or it's, uh, yeah, it, that's what it is, emotional terrorism. I'm trying to find the, the link to it. It doesn't matter. I, I think I have captured what he said uh, fairly. Uh, Dem's new proposal does nothing to lower inflation. If anything, it exacerbates the problem, says David Hersani. Now, I will also point out, so not only is the Fed trying to do something by raising the interest rates, making it uh, more than likely that, you know, we're headed towards recession, although I would submit we are already in one. Um, but that's the way you soak up the money supply. That's you, you, Like, there are only so many things you can do at the Federal Reserve, right? When you're engaged in this, uh, in this perpetual cycle of uh, making promises to the electorate on, in the legislative wings and the... Uh, uh, and in the executive branch, you make the promises, you then have to print the money, and the Fed then sells it, and you just keep on running this cycle, and you keep putting more and more money out. Eventually, it washes back on shore. It comes back, and when it comes back, that's how you get the inflation. You have too many dollars chasing too many goods, and so the Fed now has to try to soak it up as best they can. So I understand why the Fed is raising the rates. It's going to be painful. It's just a matter of how much and for how long. Meanwhile, China is trying to recruit U.S.-based economists to feed information back to them, back to Chinese officials, and has even managed to place cooperating sources inside America's Federal Reserve banking system. That according to a new Senate report this week. Republicans on the Senate Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee put it together. The investigators said they found that the Fed had identified 13 persons of potential concern, quote-unquote, potential concern, in eight of the 12 reserve banks. 13 people in eight banks. The report comes amid rising tensions between the U.S. and China. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi is planning a visit to Taiwan, clashing with the Biden administration, which says China is threatening retaliation if she goes. U.S. officials believe China is building its military capability for an attempt to capture Taiwan. I actually am a fan of this idea. I think Pelosi should go, and I think she should stay there in order to protect Taiwan. I don't think China makes a move on Taiwan if Nancy Pelosi is there. And while she's there, she could maybe have her husband, you know, offer China some stock tips. They'd be interested, I think. Meanwhile, U.S. officials continue to shine a spotlight on Chinese efforts to tunnel into America's research industry. The focus has chiefly been on China's Confucius Institutes, as well as its Thousand Talents program. The institutes were cultural education centers that American officials saw as propaganda machines. Because, what? Communists would do such a thing? The talent, the Thousand Talents program... That recruited American researchers to siphon information and technology to China, according to an investigation uh, led by uh, Senators Rob Portman and uh, Tom Carper, who is a Delaware Democrat, this appearing in the Washington Times. Oh, and 
Um, Washington Times also reporting that a whistleblower has revealed that the FBI wrongly labeled Hunter Biden evidence as disinformation. They inaccurately labeled verified evidence against Hunter Biden as disinformation. This according to whistleblowers that told this to in a letter to Senator Chuck Grassley. Details on that in a moment. That's Pearl Jam. All right, the Washington Times this is Jeff Mordock. He of the uh, Led Zeppelin song fame. No, I'm kidding. Headline Whistleblower reveals FBI wrongly labeled Hunter Biden evidence as disinformation. Yeah, FBI officials inaccurately labeled evidence that was verified to be true. They labeled it disinformation. In a letter to Attorney General Merrick Garland, peace be upon him, and, or God rest his soul, I should say. I'm sorry, that's, I need to clarify that. That is, that is a running joke on social media because the way the left reacted when they, uh, when they blocked Merrick Garland's nomination for the Supreme Court, remember? And, uh, like, people were writing these obituary-type pieces about him. Like, he was this saint and all of this. So it—, it Okay. All right. I will refrain from the inside jokes, but that's the inside joke on that. Okay. So in a letter to Garland, FBI and FBI Director Christopher Wray, Chuck Grassley, Senator Chuck Grassley, said his office has been contacted by current and former highly credible whistleblowers, his words, who described how the FBI improperly sought to discredit the Hunter Biden case— by labeling, quote, verified and verifiable derogatory information about the president's son as disinformation. By inaccurately labeling the evidence as disinfo, then investigator activ- investigative activity in the probe was brought to a halt. That's how they shut the case down, the investigation. That's how they shut it down. Quote, If these allegations are true and accurate, the Justice Department and FBI are and have been institutionally corrupted to their very core to the point in which the United States Congress and the American people will have no confidence in the equal application of the law. This is one of the things I point out whenever this stuff comes up. Because we heard about it again, like the same guy in charge of the Hunter Biden thing was also the guy who like doctored some of the. Uh, or, or yeah, he, he, yeah, he doctored something about was it Mike Flynn or was it Carter Page or something right there? You end up with this core group of people at the FBI at the top or the DOJ, and they're at the top. And oh, full disclosure, disclaimer, as normal, I love everybody that works at the FBI and the DOJ. I think they're all fantastic. Anyway, I think that you have these people at the top that uh, it's almost like a television show where you have this core group of three or four people and, you know, they go on all the raids, they do all the investigations, right? They, they, they're the core. And every now and again, like if they have to go on a raid, they'll bring in like all the SWAT team and all that. And they'll be part of this larger SWAT operation or whatever, but they always end up getting separated from the SWAT team. Right. And then they make the bus and they confront the bad guy and they let the bad guy escape or whatever. But it's always about them. And then they go from that one high high profile case, they go to another high profile case. And they just keep moving 
high profile, high profile. And I always think to myself, at some point, the public is going to become aware of this high profile unit, right? At some point, everyone's going to know who these people are. And sure enough, Lisa Page, Peter Strzok, these are the same people that have got to investigate all these different types of allegations and cases and everything, right? It's almost like the super friends. They're like this uh, this nucleus. Or I guess that's probably old school, right? Super friends. What is it now? Like Avengers or something or the Fantastic Four? I don't even know. I don't watch the superhero movies. So you have this, like, this core group of the same people, and they get to be in charge of all of these different investigations. And I'm just supposed to believe that there isn't any kind of bias or conflict occurring. They just happen to be the best of the best. Yeah, I'm not buying it. I'm, I'm not buying it. A Justice Department spokeswoman confirmed receipt of the letter from Chuck Grassley, but otherwise declined comment because, of course, the FBI did not return a request for comment because, of course, in May, Grassley requested the Justice Department Inspector General open an investigation into Assistant Special Agent in Charge Timothy Tybalt and others who led the FBI's Hunter Biden probe in 2020 when Hunter's father, now President Joe Biden, was running for the White House. Tybalt has, or Thibault, or Thibault, anyway, he has come under fire for alleged partisan social media posts, including retweets of the Lincoln Project, as well as other anti-Trump groups. Oh, he has also personally slammed Republicans. He has since hidden his social media content on Twitter from public view. This is the guy. Right? It's amazing how all of these issues, all of these conflicts, all of the bias, all of the mistakes, they all go one direction. Isn't that amazing? You never encounter somebody at the upper in the upper ranks of the FBI or DOJ that were investigating any of this stuff, and you never hear about them being in the tank for Trump. Right? You never, oh, the secret text messages show that this guy was actually a Republican. It's always one direction. The whistleblowers also said that this guy Tybalt shut down a line of inquiry into Hunter Biden in October 2020 because he said it was false information, even though some of the details were known to be accurate at that time. What was happening? October 20. Hmm. October of 2020. What was going on? Something important? Something that might have been influenced by the outcome of such an investigation, maybe? Quote, all the reporting in the case was either verified or verifiable via criminal search warrants. But Thibault, 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 whatever, he ordered the matter closed without providing a valid reason as required. I'm sure there's nothing to see there. News Talk 1110 and 99.3 WBT. Oh, I did mention this earlier. The uh, the climate activists that uh, chained themselves to a building the other day. <laughs> so this is said of the Charlotte Observer. Climate activists chained themselves to the doors of a Charlotte office. Friday morning to protest an Alabama construction company 
that has a role in a new Atlanta police facility. Are you, are you follow that? So you got an Alabama construction company with an office in Charlotte, but the project is in Atlanta. So the activists attack the building in Charlotte to try to convince the Alabama company not to do the project in Atlanta. <laughs> All right. Okay. Other protesters closed the Moorhead Street building's doors with bike locks and then fled in a black Honda CRV as security approached. Truly courageous acts here. Members of Defend the Atlanta Forest, or DAF, want Brasfield and Gorey to cancel its contract with the city of Atlanta. And they figure if we throw some bike locks onto the building in Charlotte, that's going to convince the Alabama company to pull the contract with the city of Atlanta. Atlanta has contracted with this company, Brassfield and Gorey, to build an 88-acre facility in the South River, which runs through the Wilani Forest. That is the ancestral home of the Muscogee Creek Tribe, according to reports. I... Okay. I think there is a part of this that is about the indigenous land thing. But I think most of it is the fact that it's an 88-acre police training facility. I think that's the rub. I think that's the beef. Because they're calling it Cop City. Right? That's When you label it Cop City, I mean, first off, why would you care what's being developed there, right? If, if it's all about protecting the ancestral lands, then why does it matter at all what the, what the development is? Anything would be objectionable, right? So why are you focusing on the fact that it's called, you know, you're making this name Cop City? You're trying to attract people that hate the cops? Or is it because that's the project that's planned? People have been... Uh, these climate activists, they've been, uh, you know, climate change can't wait. These sunrise movement moon bats, they've been uh, gluing themselves to paintings. I think the Mona Lisa, right, was one of them. I, th- I think the, or it was a Picasso or something, whatever. They, they crazy glue themselves. Or the guy from uh, Six Feet Under. The, the one who went insane at the end. Uh, the old guy. I forget. Yeah, with the glasses and the big nose. Anyway, he... Uh, uh, he glued himself to the Starbucks counter, put like crazy glue on his hands and then stuck his hands on the counter and then it set and then he was, and then it's so like, then what? You sit there and you wait for somebody to come and get you, get you off? You, you have to wait for somebody to come and, and, and help you? I saw one guy, he put, uh, there was video posted uh, of a cop with a chisel because some idiot had taken a bunch of quickcrete, uh, whatever it's called, the, the concrete stuff and quickset. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and poured it on the ground and then stuck his hand in it. And then it like it set all around his hand. And so now he's concreted to the sidewalk. And you got a cop over there with a little hammer and chisel, you know, delicately going around so as to not injure the guy. Because, of course, then you're like, ah, you broke my knuckle. Like, I, I fail to see why this is. Anybody else's problem except the person who's engaged in the act? Why is this anybody else's? Why is this law enforcement's problem? 
Where are all the people that say we shouldn't be sending cops to act as social workers? Well, okay, if we're not sending them for these calls, then I submit we shouldn't be sending them to act as construction workers either. Or kindergarten teachers that know how to remove crazy glue, right? I don't think that's, I don't think that's an appropriate role for law enforcement. If you go in and glue yourself to a countertop or a work of art or something like that, if, they, if somebody's going to arrest you, then I think they just grab you and, and yeah, you, they pull you off the counter. Oh, I bet that's going to hurt. Absolutely, that's going to hurt. But you're the one that glued yourself to the counter. Okay, fine, fine. I don't want to be all draconian here. So you just leave them. You just leave them up there. Let them, that's their protest. They're going to glue themselves someplace. Okay, now you're glued there. Best of luck to you. I know it's going to stink for the Starbucks employees. They got to look at this guy and after a couple of days, smell this guy. But um, I think at some point, right, he's going to give it up. He gives up the protest. Otherwise, is that really a protest? Like, seriously, you're going to go and glue yourself to the countertop and then the cops are going to come and, and pry you off of it or pour whatever it is that they pour on you to get the uh, get the glue off. And uh, I assume there is something like that. I don't know. But they're, they're going to free you after a couple of hours. Is that really a protest? No, a protest is like hunger strike. Hunger strike. Go Gandhi here, right? That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to like glue your hand to the counter and you sit on that counter. And then eventually, like, if you don't have people coming to feed you, and maybe the Starbucks employees, maybe they would feed you the leftovers at the end of the night. I don't know what corporate policy is, but maybe they could do that for you. But I I just, I think if you're going to make the statement, you're going to make the protest, then you you should commit to doing so. Back to this uh, observer story of the these activists protesting out at the uh, the Dilworth office of an Alabama construction firm. Um, oh, the firm itself, Brassfield and Corey uh, and Gory uh, employees and offices have been the target of criminal acts of vandalism and harassment during similar demonstrations against the construction of a training center for police and first responders in Atlanta. They said in a statement, "We support the right to free speech, but in previous separate events." Activists cross the boundary of peaceful protests into unlawful activity involving a significant or involving significant property destruction and harassment. Our offices in Birmingham and Atlanta were vandalized and individual employees and their families have been targeted at their homes, at church and in online attacks. This is not getting better, folks. This is what Democrats want. This is what, when they started doing this, these same people were doing this stuff outside of the, the, uh, the judges, the, the Supreme Court judges' houses, right? There's a reason why they haven't condemned this stuff. It's because these are their shock troops. They are useful. What do you, what do you attribute Joe Manchin's caving today to? He literally said he was targeted. They nuked him. They demonized him. Right? This kind of emotional terrorism, this weaponization of the mobs, this intimidation, this extortion, it works. And you guys on the left, you're really not going to like it when the right starts doing it to you. Mark my words. Talk 1110-993-WBT. I think people 
All right. Well, okay. Let me just say it this way. I got an email here talking about the people gluing themselves to various things in order to prevent, I don't know what from happening, but it's all in service to Gaia Earth raising awareness that we're all going to die from climate change. And uh, I just as I feel like I need to point this out just as a heads up, life is a life is a race against death that we all lose. Just to put that in perspective for you. Okay. All right. Uh, but one of them, this actor glued himself to a counter at Starbucks and Kevin makes the point, you know, sooner or later, you're going to need somebody to hold the Starbucks cup for you. If, if we just let him stay up there sitting on the counter as he did, like sooner or later, yeah, someone's going to have to do you a solid or at least dispose of the cup afterwards. That is true, Kevin. Um, meanwhile, see, and I think like this is, there are two different stories here. We've got the CMPD making arrests for the bicycle gang people, five arrests, five people arrested, five bicycles seized, uh, for disrupting traffic in Uptown, right? But I think people are looking at that all wrong. It's not a it's not a bicycle gang arrest kind of a story. No, no, no. These are fiery but mostly peaceful, 96% peaceful climate warriors. Right? I mean, they're riding bicycles from you know, for crying out loud. They're they're yeah, they're climate justice warriors. I mean, they're disrupting the evil automobile traffic. Much like, here's the other thing that Charlotte Mecklenburg Police says, that there's a uh, this viral social media thing called the Kia Challenge. Have you heard about this? Apparently, somebody put on TikTok, there's a video of how to steal Kias and Hyundais. And sure enough, the trend is now taken off all over the country, and Charlotte is not immune to that. Of the reported 81 auto thefts in the last week, 24 of them were Kia Hyundai makes. Once again, people look at this like it's a crime story. I think you're looking at it all wrong. I think these may be environmentalists. They're stealing the cars to rid Gaia Earth of the fossil fuel gas belching monsters. Right? What am I missing here? Let me go over here and get Jim on before the end of the program. Hello, Jim. How are you, sir? Hey, Pete. Hey. This morning, I... I think the old shit guy say something about sports radio station. Jim, hey Jim, you are breaking up, sir. Your phone, your cell reception is breaking up. Are you on the move or? Yeah, I am. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, I just like to get your reaction and uh, to that news. To uh, to what news? Uh, Soros buying AM radio station. Yeah, well, uh, as I understand it, he's buying Hispanic. Spanish-speaking radio stations. I think I think you're correct. Yeah. In Miami, they talk about specifically. Yeah, because uh, what they realized was that uh, these uh, these talk stations uh, that are serving Hispanic communities, uh, that a lot of the hosts are not exactly down with the leftist struggle. Uh, a lot of them have actually fled nations uh, where leftism, uh, leftism was dominant and they didn't want to be in a nation that embraced that ideology. And so a lot of them were railing against Democrats and leftism and communism. And, uh, and so Soros goes in and buys them up. Yes. And I'm, I suspect in order to, uh, to take them off the air in order to, uh, uh, to wipe away their voices. Absolutely. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm, I just can't quite figure this Soros guy out. I understand he's Jewish. And um, Jewish, uh, Jewish people, as you're well aware, have been some of the most harmed ethnic people, courtesy of tyrannical governments, in the history of mankind. Yeah, well, but the, one of the other things about Soros was that, uh, if I recall correctly, the story was that he had uh, he had joined up with the Hitler Youth Program uh, at the time. That's how old this guy is. Uh, that he was, and and look, and I don't know, like he where he was at that time. Uh, Self preservation mode kicks in. I, I I I'm not I'm not making judgments on that, but that was one of the, and maybe that's I I, I don't know. I mean, Karl Marx, right? He was a he was a Jew also, and and he, as I understood it, uh, also expressed some anti semitism as well. So I can't explain it. I can imagine Sanders and Soros having a nice game of chess. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I mean, that George Soros, um, and he gets he gets dismissed by a lot of folks on the left as just some sort of caricature boogeyman that the right uses. But when you look at what he has actually done, and uh, and look, full disclosure here, when, when he when I first heard about the Open Society, his Open Society organization. I literally applied for it I because I I was young. I was like out of high school, and I said, oh, what is this? Or in, in college, I said, what is this organization? I came across it. It was like a uh, a libertarian – it seemed like a libertarian-leaning philosophy that undergirded – so I wrote a letter. I never heard anything back, but I wrote a letter asking, I would love to do work for you guys, and never heard anything back. Um, but the things that I learned about him since then, uh, he doesn't seem like – he doesn't seem like he has America's best interests at heart. Let me just say it that. Hey, I'll make one more, one more comment about Gates buying up all the farmland. Farmland, and you mentioned taxes and the IRS a little earlier. Uh, farmland is one of the best tax, maybe the only tax judge left in this country. It's pretty farmland sweet. Gets huge property tax subsidies. Right. So if you, especially, that's why these people go and they stick a bunch of what are they called alpacas, right? They'll stick a bunch of alpacas on their land in Colorado or something and claim it's a farm, you know? Yeah, and and Microsoft can go to zero in just a matter of a few years. Farmland's not true. It will drop, but it won't go to zero. Yeah, well, that's that's why uh, you know you always want to invest in in real estate. It's the only thing they're not making more of. So, uh, yeah, Jim, you bet. Yeah, appreciate the call, sir. Yeah. All right. Take care. Uh, no, that, his uh, his point about the Hispanic radio stations, the AM stations in Florida, that is true. Soros is doing it. And that's from the trades. I've read the trade publications about that. Um, and the the I mean, the obvious. The obvious reason is that they are not down with leftism and they're going to go in and they're going to buy up these stations because they're terrified of losing the Hispanic vote. And so what better way to convince Hispanic people that your argument uh, and your philosophy is better than by silencing your opponent, right? Am I right or am I right? That's the best way to do it. I mean, if you're a leftist, it's the best way to do it. Um, yeah, so Charlotte Mecklenburg Police, they have charged five people, climate martyrs, with riding bicycles, okay, maybe in a bit of a reckless manner, endangering people, okay, and maybe sometimes they have to whip up on, you know, some people in the streets, these parasite human beings that are just living off a of Gaia Earth. There are questions, though. This is from WBTV Story. Despite this, there are questions 
surrounding the most recent arrests coming from people online. Oh, from people online, you say? I should totally have... Uh, I should I should totally put stock in what these online people have to say. Uh, Matthew Malon, who lives in Uptown, says, quote, I think there's more reckless driving than anything. You know, a lot of revving of the engines. You could pretty much hear it all day. Maybe spend a little more time on that. Oh, I see. So this is the, like, I don't have anything constructive to say about the action you took about the problem there. So I'm going to in, instead raise a different issue about a problem over here as if to say you can only do one of these two. We should really be focusing on the reckless driving. It's not an either or, man. You can do both. And, I mean, honestly, if it takes as long to focus on the reckless driving as it did to focus on these bike gangs, then uh, expect some action sometime around, like, next summer. All right, we'll see you tomorrow. Don't break anything while I'm gone. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.